0: Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. This coming Sunday, the 14th of May, is Mother's Day. And I thought today would be a good time to just think about all the roles that mothers play. Because sometimes we just think of ourselves as mothers and we don't think about all of the things that we do and we don't break them down. But first, before I do that, I want to read something to you. It's about a wife of noble character. And you will find this wife in Proverbs 31. And you are probably familiar with it. And it starts at verse 10. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly rich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant's ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a fill and buys it, and with her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for every one has warm clothes." She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well-known at the city gates, where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise— and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Now, I don't know about you, but reading that and every time I read it or listen to it, it really tires me out. And I think, man, why doesn't she ever sit down and rest sometimes? Well, As we saw, she stays up late at night and does the things that she needs to do. And then another part that catches my attention is that she has servant girls, but she gets up early in the morning so she can provide and and set out what they need to do. Anyway, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? There is no way I could ever, ever live up to 31 Proverbs woman. But then I stopped and I thought, you know what? As a mother who is taking care of a household, a mother and a wife, hey, you're doing the same thing. So let's break some of those things down and take a look at some of the things that you do that you may not have really thought about. You know, when you're doing them, you're doing them, but you don't consider them individually. And then when you do start thinking about it individually, you can and are that Proverb 31 woman when you are doing it to glorify God. Now, let's just take a look at some of the things mothers do. Well, first, you're a chef. You cook, what, two to three meals a day. And then sometimes when you think in terms of how you have to prepare their lunches, for uh, school or work or whatever, then you can add one there. But let's say two to three meals a day. And then there are times when your children may like what you fix, and they'll let you know, or they may hate what you fix, and they'll let you know. So it can come across like a thankless job but you do it according to what 1 Corinthians tells us to do. And you do it, mothers, everything you do, you do in love. Now, the next thing that you do as a mom and wife, you're a housekeeper. As a mother, you have the opportunity to clean up all sorts of stuff. You pick up clothes off the floor, Cups that are left in the living room, spilled food, dirty diapers, and heaven forbid if somebody is sick, then you're cleaning up throw up. The list goes on and on. Oh, and by the way, you can carry that cleaning and housekeeper over to the car because the things that your kids leave around in the house more often than not can be left in the car. So, you are indeed a housekeeper and a chef. The other thing that you are is a person who resolves conflicts. Now think about it. How often do you break up conflicts between your sib- your siblings, the siblings or your child's friends or even parents. You have to learn the skills of listening negotiation, and sometimes it can almost seem like you are a hostage negotiate negotiator, depending on what's going on. You have to t- compromise, teach them how to compromise and problem solving. So all of these skills are things that you have to do in resolving conflicts. And sometimes you are resolving conflicts that you yourself are involved in. Psalm 131, 133, verse one says, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And parents, because you are a good person when it comes to resolving conflicts, you have unity in your home. Okay, another thing that you have to do is event planning. First of all, you have your own schedule that you have to do, your appointments that you have for yourself, your doctor's appointments, your dental appointments, you have to get your own eyes checked, things like that. So in between that, you're scheduling other things for your family. You're doing play dates, you're setting up doctor's appointments for your children and yes, moms, sometimes you're setting those up for your husband. You're setting up events and going, taking them to school events, after school things. And then when vacation comes along, you're setting up all sorts of things, be it getting them in soccer camp, art camp, whatever it may be. Mom, you are the event player and there are so many activities that you schedule and One of the main things you do that's scattered throughout all of this is you are a teacher. Now, some of you mothers are out homeschooling or in homeschooling, I should say. And you may have one child, two children, or you may even have more, but you're still teaching them. You're homeschooling. But even if you're not homeschooling, parents, whether you believe it or not, you are teaching your children all, absolutely everything when you stop to think about it. You're teaching them cooking. You're teaching them math. You, when they're very young, you hold their hand. You're teaching them how to walk is when they're toddlers. You read to them, teaching them how to read. So many things we could go on and on and on about. And let's not forget that you're teaching your child relationship building and problem solving. And yes, as they get older, you're teaching dating skills. And remember, a lot of these things that I'm mentioning, you are teaching them not just verbally, but by your actions. You are also, more importantly, teaching your child God's word. Third John 1, verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And when you're teaching your children about God, that gives you joy because they are learning the truth. The truth is in God's word. And also the Proverbs that's well known, Proverbs 22, 6 train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You moms have your hands full. You are doing so many things. And sometimes it's taken for granted. And sometimes we even take it for granted. We don't realize we're doing these things because you're almost doing it automatically, because it just is something that has to be done. And as a mother, you do it. How about being a chauffeur? You take your children to school, you take them to the doctors, to the dentist, and you're taking them to their various sporting activities, their dance, the gymnastics. And oh, by the way, if there's a conflict and you have two children, then here comes this planning person again, where you have to plan out what friend you can contact to get them to take another child somewhere. You take them to music lessons, to uh, play dates, to the store. You are doing all sorts of things as a chauffeur. And as a chauffeur, at some point, you even begin to teach them how to drive. That may become one of your things too. You do laundry. They get stains in their clothes. You have to take the stains out. You keep the um, have to keep the colors bright. You have to iron them. Well, some of you may iron, some may not. I know for myself, I try to get things that I don't have to iron, and if I leave something in the dryer too long, I sort of spritz it and throw it back and take it out real quick so I don't have to iron it. Anyway, mom's laundry, that's another thing. Then your counselor, you are a counselor for your children and sometimes for their friends. Okay, some if a child comes to you and they have failed a test or they're heartbroken because a friend didn't want to sit with them at lunch, you have to comfort them and talk them through it, and you have to do it in such a way so that they are learning from it, so that they can see the fruits of the spirit in the things that you are teaching them, they can see love, joy, peace patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and above all, self-control. You're teaching your children as you are being their counselor those things. Then you are a finance manager. As you go to the store, your children are watching you And they're watching as you look to see how much something costs and decide what the budget is. You're teaching your children how to shop. You're teaching them how to manage their money. You're teaching them how to tithe, how to give back to God. You're teaching them how to save. You're teaching them that Romans 13, 8 tells us, owe no one anything. And that means teaching them how to use their money wisely and to recognize that all good things come from God and they are to give back to God. Another th- role that you play is as a health care provider. They come in, they've skinned their knees, and you are the one that has to take care of that. You clean it off, you... you um, kiss their skin knees if they're real little and they feel that that's what's needed. You um, check them in the middle of the night if they have a fever. You cook them chicken noodle soup and make sure they're getting enough uh, enough liquids and especially water. So you are doctoring and doctoring sometimes you do it more than a regular doctor because you learn when to take your child to the uh, doctor and when not to, my children used to tease me. And sometimes they still do. Because as a nurse, sometimes I was able to, well, actually, uh, more often than not, they would come to me. And if they would say something, I could, you know, I'm assessing them as they're walking towards me. And they'll say, I, my arm hurts if I move it like this. Well, I would tell them, well, don't move it like that then. And of course, they'd say, but you're a nurse. What am I supposed to do? So I say that to say, you know your child and you know how to take care of your child and you know when to get them to the doctor. And once again, more often than not, you do more doctoring for your child than the pediatrician does. Okay. You are also, mom, an activities director. When children are bored, who comes up with the ideas of what to do? You do. You encourage them to go out to play. You teach them um, nursery rhymes and games. You play board games with them. You teach your children um, how to manage their time productively and effectively as you are being an activities director. So moms, in short, you are a world changer. Sometimes I think we are underrated as mothers. But think about it. Society is a mere 20 years from anarchy or continued civilization. And someone wrote this, it says, it takes 20 years to raise a child, 20 years to civilize them or let them fall into anarchy, 20 years to raise children of character, integrity, and compassion, or 20 years to raise children of deceit, selfishness, and indifference. And I wish I could tell you who wrote that, but I thought about that. And I thought, you know, mothers do change the world with absolutely every child they raise. So moms, remember, you are a real life impactor. You are developing and growing world changers for the society, for our society. Thank you, moms, for what you do. Thank you for parenting on purpose. And happy Mother's Day. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out Please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.